0: Good evening, and welcome to another edition of The Noble Order of Savages. I am your host, Marcus, joined by my co-host, Derek and Jason, with their immaculate beards. Hello. And today, we have a very, very, very special guest today. Derek, would you please do the honors?
1: Our special Hello. guest today is my dad, Bob. Hello. Welcome to the show, Bob. Hey.
0: Oh boy. How's everybody's week been? Please.
2: Let's start off with pleasantries. Good so far. Eh, it's good so been far. good. It, it, it's you, been good. You eh. said pleasantries and then you asked me how my week has been. Those, those two don't go in the same sentence, man. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a total shit show. Um, thank God I've got some good friends that have helped me keep what's left of my sanity.
0: <laughs> well, uh, I'm in the same boat and... I would say the only bright side I had was my uh, coffee date this morning. That was about it.
3: Uh, uh,
0: oh, yeah. Um, that, was, that, was, that was the shining light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm just like, you know what? I had fun.
4: You know, oh, that, that, that
0: brightened the mood just for this moment. Okay. just
4: does, does Brad Pitt know you're dating?
0: Actually, actually Mayhem did about talk about this. I, I did email him about this. And I told <laughs> him, I was like, it's no hard feelings. You know, I understand that we're two different people walking two different lanes. And uh, hopefully in the future we meet up and, you know, we can settle our score, you know, just saying.
2: I think Brad actually encouraged it to tell the truth. <laughs> <A> the <little, laughs> yeah. other people starting with you. Get out oh my there. My friend.
4: <laughs> Brad Pitt's just looking at Marcus going, Marcus, baby, it's not you, it's me. I'm Brad Pitt. Hey, I I I know exactly what that means,
0: okay? (laughs) He's a great actor, so the moment he starts with that, it's like, okay, I know it's me. I know it's me. I'm clingy. (laughs)
4: It's It's all me. What what is it, Brad Pitt? Well, maybe it's the fact that you carved my name into your chest.
0: And I'm a big clingy. That's it. I'll admit (laughs) to that one. If Brad Pitt showed up, I'm clingy. Fuck it. You know? So let's jump down to business, guys. Got any headlines for us? uh because i got hmm. one good one and this just happened this morning i want to basically just uh ask everybody to send prayers over to our friends on the east side and that is uh Japan because they got hit with a 7.3 magnitude earthquake this morning i saw that yeah and i saw the, i saw the uh footage and thank god you know casualties are low but man that, that that probably had to be some scary stuff right there
4: uh i i saw today they said that No fatalities, uh, but 50 people injured.
2: Damn. That's some some good seismic protection right there.
4: So when anybody hears that there's an earthquake in Japan, do you immediately start hoping that it's Godzilla? Or is it just me?
1: (laughs) How can Godzilla be in Japan
2: when you're right there? Oh, that's that's right. Get it right.
4: We have not hit $20,000 yet. (laughs) Not yet. And
0: two, two, I'm just going to say it right now. I, anytime I think of like seismic activity, I always think like a crater opening up and a giant tentacle porn monster coming out.
4: Well, It is Japan. It would be fitting.
0: Thank you. It's kind of, you know,
4: no, but seriously though, I hope everybody's okay.
0: I say we have a little bit of a moment of silence because, uh, one of my, uh, personal heroes right next to, uh, Mr. Hugh Hefner, Larry Flint, Ah, uh, he has passed at the age of seventy-eight. That Person man had balls a lot of people down here. Hey,
2: sad day, sad day. That's all uh, I'm gonna say. I'll tell just, you what. Um, I honestly thought he was already dead. Um, you know, I thought the same thing. Yeah.
4: I. I I kind of did, but I kind of didn't because I didn't hear anything that said he was alive and I didn't hear anything that said he was dead. He
1: but
2: went kind of off
4: the radar for a while.
1: Everyone said a few years ago that this guy died, and uh-huh. then sure enough, I was, no, I'm still here. <laughs> kind of like how uh, Hugh Hector didn't he die like four times now?
4: Yeah, I think so. Well, you I guys remember
2: when they hung all the, the memorial shit for me all over Dayton with the flyers and everybody was like, pray for Bob and all this other shit. <laughs> I think they got one of them somewhere I would like to know what jackass was behind that But I got so many people calling What happened, what happened
1: Unfortunately I cannot uh, take claim,
2: claim for that one What are you talking about <laughs> but- one, of the, one of the craziest fact that I found out About Larry Flint He actually got his star Right here in Dayton Yeah, mm-hmm. the the carpet place right next door To Toby's bar mm-hmm. His office. That's what I was saying He's personal friends with a lot of people That we all know Oh, oh wow. that's crazy! a lot of
1: uh famous people that have come from Dayton. Know, look at the incredible Hulk, he's from Dayton.
4: Yeah, that's why uh warped wing warped wing did uh the gamma bomb.
1: Exactly.
0: okay. And last but not least, guys, I got to say this because this has actually made my day. Uh the impeachment trial <laughs> for the second time, <laughs> Trump has been acquitted. And
4: what My Facebook
0: feed has been going nuts. Okay, there's people losing <laughs> their minds that this man got acquitted, and I'm just I, like, no, again, I'm, again, I'm out of this race.
4: I just don't understand why we had the huge waste of time and money on that.
1: I don't like, get why they tried to uh, to impeach him after he's already out of
3: office. Thank
1: you.
4: Why didn't they just? Why didn't they just file federal charges against him? They probably yeah, would have had a th- That probably they probably would have had a better chance. If they would have they, took him to court and sued him as a civilian, then trying to would impeach have him,
1: some actual ground from it, uh, trying to try him at I think it's what the the Fourteenth Amendment. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would have actually gotten somewhere with that rather than trying to impeach him yeah. when he's already out of office.
4: Yeah, like, I, I I I I I've despised Trump, um, but I think that this was the biggest waste of fucking time and money, like. Why are you trying to impede? I and I get it because they didn't want him to run for office again. But now that you've acquitted him twice, he's gonna run you for just again. he's gonna happen. run for office again. Now oh, it's like yeah. you just shot yourselves in the foot, like you're trying to get rid of this man, and you just gave him more ammunition to come back. To
0: get rid unless, of
3: now.
0: hold on, unless they assassinate him.
2: Is it an Our assassination country. post office though? But to I keep him from running in the next four political. years, there oh, could be that's... a car accident
0: or a plane crash.
2: <laughs> that is not going to happen. They're Seconds you the saw left. the thing where they're putting together a second GOP that's just anti-Trump GOP, right?
0: Oh yeah, already. Yeah. Oh, dude, they they do they're building that shit brick by brick, man. That is. They were trying to impeach crazy.
1: Trump before he even got into office in the first place. Uh,
0: a joke. And somebody took it serious, and he became president. That's yeah, the best way to put it. That's the best way somebody to put it.
2: That sounds like a drunken fired.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: hey, like I,
1: a, I'll bet you hundred grand, I can run for president and get it.
0: I was getting ready to say it sounded like a bet at a bar. He was like, I bet you I can run for president. And everybody's like, bullshit. And, or,
2: hey, or he, he was like, oh, yeah. shit. He did it. Let's move on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. I would like to basically just start this off with a little PSA here because today's topic is going to be near and dear because, yes, we are right around the corner from that very lovely time of year that all the girls get their all panties in a bunch if they don't get something special. And yes, people, I'm talking about Valentine's Day.
3: One day that every
0: man does not look forward to, but every woman does, because now we got to sit here and buy some fucking stupid cards teddy bears, chocolates, and whatever, all marked up just to basically make you fucking happy. And I'm just going to basically toss it out there right now. Sex is not a gift. That's all I'm saying.
2: You're doing it wrong.
0: How so? (laughs) You're paying for it.
2: (laughs) Some Some of us are gifted, my friend.
0: Understood. But for Valentine's Day, if you're blowing a shitload of fucking money just to basically make her happy, and all she got is, is to open up her legs, I'm sorry. I will be gravely disappointed.
3: Well, See, you what
1: you're feeling thing. to remember is Valentine's Day is not for us. It's a Hallmark holiday for girls. Okay, you yeah. know what? You, a know what? Job, you know what? You know what?
0: Fuck that you because know what? I – Dude, what about National uh, Steak and Blowjob Day? That is recognized, and yet mm-hmm. I, I have yet gotten a steak and blowjob on that day.
4: Well, you know Marcus, wrong. <laughs> there, there's a there's a real good answer for that you're not with the right women call oh, brad Pitt. yeah call brad pitt
0: uh, you know what i am <laughs> too, because i'm pretty sure he makes a decent fucking steak it,
4: you know what does. i bet you on that day brad pitt's not making his own steak
1: oh no, for sure not <laughs> I'm
4: i don't know i i like i i like valentine's day but i'm, I'm kind of a hopeless romantic I'm, I'm a big sap at times and I, there's nothing wrong with valentine's day
1: i like it and i don't at the same time because people can take it way too far overboard I mean, it is kind of something cool you can do if you're in a relationship yeah something kind of nice romantic you can do with each other but it doesn't have to be anything crazy it's yeah. not like you're celebrating someone's birthday or christmas or any other other bullshit holiday
4: if you're with the right person it can be a lot of fun oh absolutely and I, and
2: I've got a friend that we I'm I'm trying not to hurt any feelings here. We get together every now and then on Valentine's Day and she goes all out buying me shit. Um, Love the girl to death. Uh, We've run around together off and on for years. But if we're both single on Valentine's, we uh, tend to just spoil each other. There's nothing romantic at all. She's pretty, but I mean, It's it's just kind of nice. This last time, though, I got her like, I don't remember, like a box of chocolates and and some roses or something and took her out to dinner. She got me so much shit. I felt bad. I was like just overwhelmed with with chocolates and candies and cards and feather boa that. Yeah, but I I, want
4: to see you in a feather boa.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no one wants already. to see me in a feather ball
4: no I do I do <laughs>
0: <laughs> look I'm just gonna say I have like a, uh, it's like a sterile view of, of of Valentine's Day because literally majority of the time all I see is competition okay it's like every it's like the next person is trying to do up uh, will the next person And then the ultimate regret is, and yes, you've seen videos on this, is idiots proposing on Valentine's Day. Like, that's a gift. And it's like, no! No! You're supposed to just hand gifts, get a blowjob, and go home. Like,
2: damn. You propose on some day that has nothing to do with a holiday. Yeah. 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 It just needs to be random, spontaneous, and hopefully creative and thoughtful and sweet and Hopefully, you accepted.
4: My, uh, True. my, my, my proposal was—I don't know—I thought it was kind of creative at the time. We, uh, we were both big fans of David Letterman, and uh, I did a top ten list of why we should get married. Uh, I think the number one reason was, uh, "Do you want half my stuff?" <laughs> and another. And another one was, "Hey, I'm worth more. If we get married, I'll be worth more to you dead than alive."
1: That's probably true.
4: <laughs> but I'm nice. no longer married now, so we saw how well that turned out. <laughs> well, she didn't have to killed, so that's a good thing, I guess. <laughs> that's true. That's you true. You can't
1: kill Sasquatch.
4: That's true. You can't. Can't find Sasquatch.
1: He's right here. He's in the call with us. <laughs> All I got to say is I am, am I?
2: happy
0: that my ex-wife does not remember that I have a life insurance policy on me and she would never <laughs> listen to these podcasts nor hear that sentence. So you it like,
1: it's like, it just to spite you, right?
2: Yeah. Yes. One of the biggest fights I got into with Derek's mom was uh, over this very topic. I think I had like a three or $4 million life insurance policy. And uh, yeah, I don't want to go too deep into the weeds on this one, but, uh, I had the thing that cuz we were fighting constantly and I made the comment that she was trying to kill me and collect the
4: insurance. <laughs>
1: Still not convinced. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. So, um we put it up there to our group of people uh questions, uh dating romance questions for uh for today's podcast. And we got two um overwhelming response but we got two and I think we should address the first question and that is when you're getting those car warranty phone calls do you sometimes feel compelled to answer and maybe talk to the person because they're kind of lonely and that could be your soul mate
2: yeah Marcus when you're getting those car warranty phone calls do you feel compelled to- <laughs> so uh, back for the listeners uh Derek called me up yesterday and asked me to call Marcus and see if I could help him figure out what's going on with this car. So I thought I was funny. <laughs> I was like, hi, I'm talking about your, car's, your vehicle's extended warranty. Okay, click. <laughs> well, fuck, that's the exact same thing I did. What was I expecting?
0: <laughs> oh, no. I, didn't even, I didn't even look at the caller I need nothing. I just man who is this and then as soon as he started talking i was like okay click (laughs) it's like automatic the moment i hear car warranty
4: but with it being valentine's day (laughs) and if you're sitting at home and you get a phone call and you don't know that number maybe you should answer it because maybe that person on the other end of that line could be your soulmate not only i wonder if anyone ever calls them and asks
1: them about their car's extended warranty
4: I bet you they probably do and they probably hate it.
1: With, like, God me, damn it, Bill, I'm, stop calling me. You know it's me.
2: With me on those, I, I get to a point and I'm, I'm like, okay, let's let's roll with it and see what they got. They they ask, okay, tell me about your vehicle. Okay, it's a 1961 Volkswagen bus. Hello? I, I do what now? Hello? I'm still waiting for the one that will extend that warranty. <laughs> <laughs> Eight, ten times a day get to the point where I tell them it's a 1961 VW bus and then they can't get me off the hook quick enough.
4: Hey Bob, if, if you do find that right one that can extend that warranty, mm-hmm. does that mean you found true love?
2: Exactly. If they can make <laughs> my bus keep running forever, yeah, that's, that's my soulmate right there. <laughs> I'll give them the, the codes to the garage. They can have the spare bedroom upstairs.
1: <laughs> this actually reminds me of a comedian I like to listen to every now and then called uh, James Beach. Uh, he actually has random uh, spam emails come towards him, like the whole uh, Nigerian prince trying to give him $20 million to hold on to or some dumb bullshit like that. And he'll actually respond to these people and try and drag out these long conversations and just make it so convoluted and mess, like just mess with them. And he's actually like done professional TED Talks about this kind of stuff. And it, it's really hilarious some of the responses he actually gets from these people. <laughs> and it's just funny watching the uh, the interchange with them just going back and forth and he's just taking it one step more each and every time just making it as ridiculous as possible and to see how long they'll keep responding
4: so the other question that we got was i don't know the guy uh his name's alex um i'm taking oh, yeah. he's friends with but apparently he has a sentient penis and he wants Don't to do butt all. stuff. <laughs> he, he wants to do butt stuff with his girl, and his girl wants to do butt stuff too. But apparently, his penis doesn't. So maybe tonight we can help your friend Alex get the butt stuff he wants, and maybe work out a better working relationship with his. Well, penis.
2: I, I have to ask a question. Um, I assume somebody in this group knows Alex. Is he a man of significant girth? know him,
0: and that, that that's a question I do not know personally.
2: Well, I'm I'm not asking about his his dick. I'm assuming he's proportionate. Yes, but is is he a bigger guy? No, he's
0: he. I think he's a
2: bit taller than me.
0: Probably a little, probably a little bulkier than me.
2: Okay, because I I've been in some situations where yeah, that's not gonna work. You know, <laughs> uh, I. And especially if she's not into that, she's not, you know, because the first thing when it when it hits the, the no go hole is that thing's going to shrink up, mm. and you're going to sprain something, rip something, or really hurt some feelings, and that it, that's it not the there way there. to make it, a good relationship.
1: Doesn't doesn't mm? it have sentience? Doesn't have a mind of its own.
0: Well, say that's where whiskey comes into play. You get shit face drunk.
2: No, that's my defense mechanism. If I got a girl that's really hitting on me and I think I'm gonna go home with her, I make sure I'm whiskey dick.
1: I mean, you can always just take tape a popsicle stick or something to it and go town, I guess. <laughs> that, that, hey, you know what?
0: <clears throat> Even a line of blow.
4: <laughs> okay,
0: so no,
2: here's still function, you'll just never finish. <laughs> Three days later you finally nut on the wall and it looks like a Jackson Pollock <laughs> painting.
4: So here is the exact question. What if she wants you to put it in her butt and you want to put it in her butt, but your dick don't want to be put in her butt? What does one do in that situation?
2: You take well, control I of the that... man to hand relationship and you show the dick who's boss. <laughs> right there. <laughs> Because your dick needs you
0: more than you need your dick. I don't know. But, I don't know but, about all that. <laughs>
3: I'm just saying. But you're the boss, Marcus, Marcus. I think.
4: I think if the dick is sentient, sentient, that they need to come to grips with their relationship.
1: What kind of grips here?
4: Mm, a firm <laughs> one, but Perfect. not too tight. I mean, we're not talking like kung fu death grip, but. Maybe work something out. Maybe his dick's not into female butts.
2: Speaking of kung fu death grip, did you notice bar with his dick? Did you <laughs> notice they never put kung fu grip and karate chop action on the same doll?
4: Yeah, that is true.
2: You you have a point.
0: Oh my god, my life. It's
4: <laughs> it's. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to revisit some shit here. I'm just gonna say right <laughs> off the bat, I need to do some research later. I mean, made this uncomfortable for everybody
2: involved, didn't I? Awesome. I am just—I was on the show, ratings through the roof, and then through the floor.
4: <laughs> I'm just trying to like fake back to like the all the action figures when I was a kid, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're right. There was a kung fu grip, and there was a karate chop, but no no action figure had Kung Fu Grip and Karate Chop.
3: Yeah. Well, you the thing it.
1: is, you can't go Kung Fu gripping while you're Ninja Chop.
4: I, I mean, but why not
0: Kung Fu Grip in one hand, Karate Chop in the other?
4: Mm, because they Never. didn't have the technology to do that. I, it, it you know what? I'm easy. thinking the same thing. I mean, you that's... Could, you could ugh. tear
2: the dolls apart, swap the wrist out and make your own. But
4: I will say this, though. There was a name brand. There was a toy... And it was basically you had like this handle and you pulled a trigger and it turned and you put the action figure on the end and the action figure would spin and they were like karate fighters.
1: was ah. kind
4: of it was kind of like a rockem sock- em robot type thing you So yeah so that's kind of like almost there. but outside of like the little hand grip thing you were pulling the trigger to move the karate guys, those toys were just completely useless. I mean because they just laid there limp and just are we <laughs> never really we're
1: making business here.
4: We, we could we do this. We could. You know what? I don't know. I, I, we can, we I, I smell some experimenting. I still want lawn darts to come back.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, That way, when you have a, an asshole neighbor a couple yards down, you can just chuck one in the air and see if you can hit him.
4: Why not? <laughs> Survival of the fittest, right? <laughs>
1: darts, darts were fun,
4: man.
2: Darts were fun.
4: Lawn darts were have fun. have
1: the big, long metal spikes on them now. <laughs>
4: So, uh, do you guys feel we've successfully answered these two questions that our beautiful listeners have given us? I
2: think us? we have beaten the shit out of this dead horse.
4: <laughs> All right. So, let's talk about the one subject everybody's been wanting to talk about.
2: Oh, yeah.
4: Terrible date experiences. Time to hurt some feelings.
0: <sighs> I, I've already, <laughs> I, I already told myself I'm going to basically protect the lady's name. Throughout this whole discussion, so I'm gonna refer to either a fake name or no name at all, because yeah, this shit. It, it, even after telling this story on the group page, it's the, it like it brought back some horrible fucking memories.
1: <laughs> hey, Marcus, that's why when you move, you don't tell any of your exes where you moved to. Ah, ah ha, ha, I would love for I would love for my exes to find me.
0: That's ten thousand dollars.
2: I Bye. actually still get along with most of mine.
0: I think we going to about the two. night though. <laughs> I get along with two of them, and they're both married, thank God. As for everybody so... else, I'm pretty sure they would rather hit me with a fucking car.
1: I make any
4: blame.
0: Um, I else, know you, Everybody knows that. Than... <laughs> uh,
4: I know for me, I have two stories. uh One you all heard. I'll tell it again. They still think it's a hilarious story. So but whoever wants to start, let's, let's start. This. Uh, you know, let me get mine Campbell. out the
0: way. Oh God. <clears throat> so was seeing this very lovely young lady. We were, we worked together uh, for a little bit. We hit it off. It was amazing. I'm like, Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> one night we go on a date, we do dinner and a movie. Everything was perfect. We'd go see a movie went to went to eat afterwards talked about the movie walked her home everything was great okay
4: important question marcus where'd Please. you go out to dinner huh where'd you go to dinner
0: actually i was young at the time so i wasn't ex- i wasn't rich so i would just hey, say we, we, got we got went to chilies
4: chilies okay right
0: it was right next door to the fucking uh movie theaters okay so it was like real easy get in get
1: out boom so
4: so there's a red flag
1: Yes. Here, bro, red flag,
4: right <laughs> there. Red flag. So she the next was okay day, with going to Chili's.
0: <laughs> so the next day she calls me over to her house. I'm like, all right, yeah, okay, sure. I'll show up. I get over there. Her mom's gone. I'm like, oh, okay. Not oh. going to house. It's just me and her. And I'm like, hey, I like where this is going. So we get we, we start talking and she asks me for what was it, like twenty bucks. And I'm like all right, you know, what's 20 bucks, whatever. So I give her 20 bucks. Now, we're sitting there for 10 minutes and I'm just like, this is not going to happen. Well, a car pulls up. She runs outside. This car has tinted fucking windows. I could not see in the fucking car. I'm just like, what the fuck? She's in there for like a minute and then she comes out. She comes back in the house. And I'm just like, okay, must have been a friend. you know, let it go. And then this is where the twist comes in. Because she's like, hey, do you want to go upstairs? Young Marcus, yeah, sure, I'll go upstairs. So I follow upstairs. I'm like, oh, this is it. This is it. This is my time to shine. Fuck yeah. We go upstairs to one of the rooms and she opens up a window. And I'm like, okay, yeah, we're going to get a little hot in here. Yeah, I like that. you know. Then she opens up a dresser. And I'm like, well, maybe she got condoms in there. I don't know. <laughs> And the big twist was she pulls out a crack pipe. And she loads the fucking crack pipe right in front of me. And then she starts to smoke the crack right in front of Marcus. Like, I knew of this secret from the get-go. Like, that was our first conversation. Like, hey, I smoke crack. Oh, okay, I'm cool with it. And we proceeded to have a five-minute conversation while she is smoking crack. And in my mind, I'm, I'm like, this this has to be one of those punk moments. Like, there's a hidden camera. Everybody's going to come rushing out like, ha, I got gotcha! Woo. There was no hidden cameras. And I'm like, this is, this is, what the fuck is, what the fuck just happened? Okay. I'm literally freaking out right now. Like, dude, what the fuck just happened? So I made some bullshit. up was like, hey, I got to head back. I got to go cut the lawn. My mom mm-hmm. wants me to cut it around this time. And she's okay, cool. While still lighting up the fucking crack, not did not, not didn't stop one time, just lighting it up. As soon as I got out that door, I didn't even lock the fucking door on my way out. I ran the fuck away and never contacted her again. Oh. I, was, I was, I was completely fucking done. I was like, what the fuck just happened right there? Like, it fucked with me, dude. Just recounting that story, I'm pretty sure it's gonna fuck with me as I go to bed
4: tonight. Rock your world, so to speak. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe the lesson that we learned from this is if you go on a date with somebody and they're happy about going to Chili's, they could be a crackhead. Please stick my baby back, baby back, baby back. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, uh, who's up next? Jason. I know you got a funny one
4: okay so um my mom introduced me to this girl uh she was a daughter of um of a woman that my mom used to work with at honda and you know it was all like oh she's into horror movies and her mom says she likes rock and roll music she'll be perfect for you wow and i'm like okay so we go out a few times and you know in the course of going out a few times we talk and um, she tells me, she's like, Hey, I'm into heavy music. And I'm like, cool. I'm into heavy music. And you're into heavy music. This is awesome. So friends of mine, they call me up one night and they're like, Hey, we're going to go see goat whore. Do you want to go see goat whore? Now, if you're not familiar with who goat whore is, goat whore is an American black and death metal band. They're heavy. They're great. I love them. And I was like, yeah, um, I'm going to bring somebody. And my friends are like, cool, that's awesome. Bring somebody. So I get a hold of this person. I'm like, hey, you want to go to a show? And she was like, yeah, what show? And I was like, it's Go Horror. And she was like, yeah. I'm like, cool. So the day of the show, now it's a bar show. And if you know about bar shows, bar shows are way late in the night. Mm-hmm. So she shows up to pick me up and as I'm getting into her car, I see some CDs sitting on her seat and it's bands like God Smack, Theory of a Dead Man, uh, Noise Therapy, like all like the top 40 hard rock radio music. And I'm kind of picking up the CDs and I look at her and I'm like, yeah, she's like, yeah, I told you I was into heavy stuff. <laughs> and i just kind of like oh boy this is going to go bad. no
3: oh no, oh, no. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so and so we're like on the way <laughs> so we're on the way to the show and when we meet up with my friends jeff and amber and we all pile into the same car and like she's wearing just like blue jeans like old navy blue jeans and like a nice kind of not too like preppy kind of a a t-shirt i'm in my black jeans black boot black combat boots black t-shirt my friends are are (laughs) my friends are wearing like their pantera shirt and their down shirts and we get to the bar and everybody's like black leather denim spikes change just like death the the death metal outfit and She starts to look around like, where the fuck did you take me? (laughs) So like the first band goes on. It's like a local Columbus death metal band. Second band goes on. It's like another local Columbus death metal band. She still has this look of like, am I going to make it out of this night alive? Am I the sacrifice? (laughs) And, 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 is there just going to be like this altar that rises up And you put me on it and sacrifices me um,
2: Oh you wish We're
4: slaughtering you on the
2: floor bitch
4: <laughs> So So then uh, the first national act Goes on I think it was like unearthed or something Like that and she's still kind of like Looking and then GoHor Comes on and they take the stage And the lead singer grabs the mic he goes Oh we're GoHor and this is Invert the Virgin And they just blast right into it so the show ends at like two o'clock in the morning um uh, she just has this look of just like she doesn't know she's she, she's just like what the hell we're driving back and it's quiet and I'm like hey what'd you think of the show and she's like it it was uh it was different and uh <laughs> And so we get back to my friends, Jeff and Amber's house and we get in her car, we're driving back and I'm still just kind of quiet. And I'm like, Hey, did you have a good time? And she's like, I had a time. <laughs> and, uh, I just kind of like, so we get back to like my place and it's like three, three o'clock in the morning, three thirty, almost four. And she's got to drive to Urbana after that. And I was just kind of like, do you, do you just want to crash here? It's late. I was like, "You, I can sleep on the couch," and she's like, "Nope, nope, nope. I'm gonna drive on home. It's all good. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm out of here." And uh after that, I like, I never really heard from her again. And and then like, my mom's like, like a few weeks after that, my mom's like, mm, "You haven't talked to her in a while. Why is that?" And I was like, "Well, I took her to a concert." And my mom's like, "Well, what it's concert cool. did you take her to?" And I was like. Uh, we went and saw Gohor, and my mom just looks at me, and goes, "What's wrong with you, Jason?"
2: <laughs> Jason, I, I, for, I just imagine—I'm sure it's nothing—but I imagine your mom being seven feet tall, six hundred pounds, with a, a beard halfway down to her navel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then to hear you, you do the the mock mom voice is just like it—it it just it completes the the picture in my mind. Thank you.
1: It kind of reminds me of Grandma a little bit, but a little bit taller.
4: <laughs> Derek, Derek got to meet my mom today. I did. Very nice. <laughs> it was, it was kind of it's off subject, but like my mom, she she was asking me one day, um, and I love to do this to my mom. This is part of the joys of my life. And my mom's like, Jason, now is Derek the black one? <laughs> and I was like, No, mom, the black one's Marcus. Derek, Derek is the white one. So today... He's not
2: completely white.
4: <laughs> so <laughs> so when, when Derek showed up today and I was like, hey mom, you want to meet Derek? And mom came out and was like, mom, this is Derek, not the black one. That was <laughs> <laughs> oh, <it's>
3: true.
0: <laughs> okay, that's great. That's back pretty Oh shit.
2: <laughs> I got a quick I got a quick story to to kind of go along with what you were just talking about. And it, it really I, I wish I'd had it on last week's episode. But um so Derek's mom and I, whenever we were fighting, we would put on Kenny G to relax. The clarinet and all that shit. Um and I actually I like that kind of music anyway, I'll admit it. So he came to the phrase, I took her to go see Kenny G. Well, When you're that level of an artist, you can get anybody you want to be in your band. I mean, you name it, you got it. Mm -hmm. Well, he got a death metal bassist and two drummers that would do this crazy percussion. And about halfway through the show, he stopped and went out and he was flirting with some old ladies in the crowd or something. And he had this guy jump up on a riser in the front of the stage and start doing this, I mean, full on Icelandic death metal bass solo with strobes going off overhead and then they had the two drummers got going at it doing battling drum solos and the one guy's standing on top of the tom toms and throwing balls at the snare while this at guy's just rocking concert. out with yes at a kenny g concert there were little old ladies with that look you're describing leaving the phrase like oh my god what is <laughs> happening and they're all jetting out to the parking lot and I'm sitting there like, fuck yeah. You know, <laughs> then, it, then it went back into Kenny G and all, you know, but that part of the concert was just like, I don't know where the hell it came from, but thank you. So, so I get to work the next day and everybody's like, so how was the Kenny G concert? And I was like, dude, Kenny G fucking rocks.
4: <laughs> <laughs> is it is it safe to say that maybe Kenny G might have hooked up with uh, Derek's crackhead date? Something,
1: something. <laughs> oh God! Wait, that, that was Marcus, not me. Yeah, that was. That was oh, Marcus. Marcus,
4: Marcus. Sorry, that was the yo, black yo one. in the back, been
1: in the, <laughs> back. Been in the back, smoking with him. He's like, "Oh man,
0: I got a great idea for a fucking <laughs> intermission." And there you go.
1: I'm just saying. So, oh so, man, mine's not necessarily a date, but it is a very funny story. It's actually one of the first times that we hung out outside of work, Marcus. One of oh, I think it was boy. my twenty fourth, twenty fifth birthday. We uh, we went to the strip club that night.
3: Oh,
1: <laughs> <Is> <laughs> I, this... I might need a little help telling the story because I wasn't this... there
2: the whole night. All right, so Is... I'm I'm friends with the owner of the strip club, and and actually really still good friends with the guy that used to be the head bouncer, and. So I knew what was going on ahead of time, and all Derek knew was we had gotten himself gotten him a stripper for his birthday. He didn't know anything else. So we get in there and get him up on the stage and everything, and out comes the headliner, pint-sized Pepper. Uh, yeah, if,
1: but if before you know, this, we're just kind of hanging out, drinking, having a good time. Yes, watching the strippers on stage, just. Typical strip club stuff, just bullshitting around, having a good time, and then they call in the the main event. Hold, hold on, hold on, no, 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 no,
0: no, 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 no. Tell it oh. if you're gonna tell it, tell it right.
1: Sorry, say, the DJ,
0: the so DJ funny. was going nuts. He was like, "All right, everybody, need everybody to stand up, and put their hands together." And then I know it was, I do, I can tell who owned the club I think because Chad might have been one, the DJ that night. The too. promoter, the DJ. And then everybody else. Now, I remember standing in between you and Bob. And we're sitting there. We're clapping. We're clapping. I'm like, okay, what the hell is happening? Like, what the fuck is gonna... You know, what's what's gonna happen? Me and Marcus were both completely in the dark here.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: the moment... So. The moment the DJ said, welcome to the stage. Pie-sized pepper. My mind was
1: like, wait, pie-sized what? <laughs> and outstraws this midget and I fucking lose my mind. So... She came to the stage wearing full, like it might have been like five to six feet wide bat wings and a Cthulhu mask, mm-hmm. and then a typical like bra, panties, the, the rest like triple the uh, uh, usual shipper regalia, anyway. But oh you God. just see this like three foot tall girl come to the stage wearing giant bat wings and a Cthulhu mask. Like, what the fuck is going on?
2: Happy birthday, son. <laughs>
1: And, uh, oh, naturally, man. there were some dollars that were thrown that night because it was it was hilarious.
2: Everybody oh. came up, and made it rain. It was <laughs> fucking awesome.
0: Oh yeah, but but Bob, you gotta admit she was all over Darren.
2: Well, they they got me on my birthday a year later, maybe. Um, oh uh, what the Chelsea Charms, seventy seven triple Z. she was gonna like death by boobies. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was going to die, and I still think the bitch might have cracked my pelvis that night.
1: God damn it. That should have been my birthday. I should have like, died this, this was one of the first times me and Marcus actually hung out outside of work. <laughs> and my was like, all right, yeah, this is fucking awesome.
2: Welcome to the shit show, son. <laughs>
0: dude, that, dude, that was the perfect introduction right there. And I was like, all right, I'm in the right crowd. It only gets better.
2: That's when oh, we knew like, you were family.
0: I was like, if this is going like a landslide, you know what, just give me a sled. I'm going with it.
1: (laughs) Okay? But it it is a funny story just going up to people and saying, hey, I motorboated a midget.
2: (laughs) Yes. Yes. I almost got killed motorboating a not midget. Right.
1: (laughs) Now,
0: now, we're coming to the point where, Bob, I have heard at least two of
1: your famous stories, I want to try and start this as a semi-recurring segment called the BS Pageant. <laughs> you know what I do? I am down for it.
2: Well, you all I know explore.
0: is uh, I heard the first story uh, a couple of no, it was more than a couple well, of years ago on Thanksgiving.
1: Quick, quick Thanksgiving backstory: time. the name BS Pageant comes from the Miss Bath Salts Pageant. Because they're all fucking crazy.
2: <laughs> yeah. And and I have to footnote, uh, Matt MacGyver, if you're listening, he came up with that. Because the first one, um, after it had gone completely off the rails, I called him in because it was like, dude, I've never met a bitch this crazy. You've got to check this out. So, Maddie's, Maddie's my gay wingman. If, if you ever seriously, you know, go out rocking the clubs and shit, get yourself a gay wingman. It, it, it's but, the best. Yeah. It really but um, per all the prodding and everything, I'm finally putting all these stories together in a book, and there's an entire chapter on why every guy needs a gay wingman. <laughs>
0: you know what? Let me know when that book drops. I want the first edition copy.
2: Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm about two months out. I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> but,
0: I, I'm going to read that book like it's the Bible.
1: <laughs> it, the- it's going to be called The B.S. Memoirs.
2: <laughs> uh, quest for the tiara the Miss Bat pageant there you go <laughs> so, um,
1: just a little bit of, of heroin <laughs> just,
2: <laughs> actually to the best of my knowledge none of them were on heroin I know a couple Sorry, of them crap. were on meth that I know of that's the thing the one girl I caught you were there that night I caught the one girl shooting up in the bathroom and she was quickly escorted out of the house yep yeah god damn Mm-hmm. Oh, it, was, it was her birthday
4: favorite. too.
1: Oh, yeah. So, would you like to go ahead and tell one of the uh, stories?
2: <laughs> she ne- she never got a number. Um, that you know, well, not for me. <laughs> she she didn't she didn't score high enough in the crazy ranking. But, <laughs> but we'll start we'll start with the first one, or do we save that for last? Uh, whichever one if you feel like. alright well we'll we'll start from the beginning. So. I, we met at a bar that that should have been my first sign
1: red flag number one <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> big red flag if, if you meet in a bar and she's not working there then chances are this yeah she's got more problems than you do but so anyway. if you're
4: if you're listening to this at home every time we say red flag take a drink
1: <laughs> i need a couple more beers <laughs> oh I, 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 was about to say, I think i
0: need to open up another uh four pack here
1: damn i'm out
2: so, I'm the big teddy bear, make sure everybody gets home safe and all that shit. And she was annihilated drunk. I mean, completely hammered. And she's hanging all over a friend of mine. He, There's no way in hell he can drive. We've actually pushed his bike into the bar. And they were like, can you take these two home? I was like, sure, I don't care. It's it's Fairborn. You know, the whole damn town, you could drive it in five minutes. But, so... I'm driving and I realize they're both annihilated drunk. They've never met each other before. I don't want to be responsible for, you know, the random hookup that either one of them gets a, you know, she raped me. He, You know, no, that's not happening on my watch. So I took him home, then took her home. I was like, you guys exchange numbers. You can hook up later. It's not happening tonight. Mm -hmm. And I made sure to take him home first because, you know. He has another car and I didn't want him knowing where she lived and you know that just avoid it before it becomes a thing. So she's hits me up and she's like, Can I get your number? I should have said no. I should have gave her Derek's number. No. Something.
3: Absolutely (laughs) not. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs)
2: Um, but I was like, sure, what the hell? Well, sorry again. Um I don't know, a couple weeks later, different bar. And I'm, I'm there talking with my friend Marcel and his girlfriend, who I wish I could remember her name, but has amazing pipes. And we used to sing together all the time. But and, and they're both black. She's not. So um, she starts right in with she doesn't hate black people. Don't let the the Klan rallies in Alabama fool you. And talking about how it's all a a family reunion and all this. And the only reason she's not there anymore is because a couple of the higher ups in the clan would touch her after the rallies. And I'm like, you have never met these people before. What the hell? First, you're telling my black friends that you're a member of the KKK. I didn't even know this. Um, And then you're going on and on and on to say the KKK isn't that bad. What the hell?
4: (laughs) So, so, so can, we, can we say red flag number three? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Well,
1: I think oh, we're, right, we're skipping right. a couple numbers. That's like number seven at this point. <laughs> number
4: seven, so we got to catch up on our drinks. Hold up a second, Bob. Yeah. Okay. Whew.
2: So I'm like, okay, it's a checkered past. It's her family. She's not. And, and we, talk, we talked, and I was like, this girl is not racist. She just comes from a racist family. Whatever. Yeah. So – um. I went and dropped her home, different house, which I later found out is a thing. She, I never figured out why, but every time I would pick this girl up or drop her off somewhere, it was a different location. Um, she calls me, I don't know, maybe two, three days later, wanting to go out for dinner. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to hate the girl for where she comes from. Let's give this a shot. And I was desperate and probably drunk at the time.
1: More than likely drunk at the time. Yeah, that
2: was uh, there was a period where I was trying to kill myself with alcohol and luckily failed, but we became really good friends. Um but uh so I'm like, okay, what the hell? I take her down to the spaghetti warehouse. I um did my usual throw butter and you know, make an ass of myself. But uh the the night she started talking about how her uncle was the head of the outlaws and another one of her uncles was the head of the Hell's Angels. And no matter where we went, we had bikers following us secretly. And then the the bikers and all that turned into she was a Merovingian. And she she had a society of secret monks following us around because, you know, the descendant of Christ. And I'm just I'm sitting back listening to see how far this bullshit line goes. But she's like totally believing it. So again, Q gay wingman, I call up Maddie. And I'm like, dude, you've got to meet this one. Got meet this one. <laughs> that's how a lot of these stories go, too. Yeah. He, he, until he, we still talk. He lives in New York now. So we don't get to go clubbing together. But um, yeah, he, he kept me out of some bad situations and introduced me to some really nice girls.
1: And but, put you in some bad situations, too.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true. We,
1: we can leave those stories for another time.
2: Yeah, we'll say, we'll leave a little meat on the bone. Um, like the Florida trip we'll, we'll leave it at that oh god yeah we're not talking about that one yet I, I will say uh, it is a certain skill to be able to um, strap yourself in with a seatbelt open the car door and go 50-60 miles an hour across a bridge puking the entire way not getting a single drop on the car because you just detailed the bitch Literally. That's, that's part of the Florida trip
1: It was impressive. that is a fucking skill Mm -hmm. it was really impressive he i was driving at the time and he literally told me whatever happens don't stop just keep driving yeah okay
2: so anyway back to the the story at hand so we we meet up at a little gay bar and a friend of mine was a bartender maddie's sitting there and maddie immediately we we get her talking and he starts up a group chat and uh we're going so what you think all this and uh John comes back. That was a bartender. He goes, uh, not bad, Bob. She's actually kind of cute. And uh, the lighting was dim. But um, <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't hateful looking. But um, <laughs> anyway, so we're sitting there. And it, she just get, keeps going deeper and deeper into this stu- stupid shit. And uh, she's back to abusive uncles and the KKK and the bikers and the secret monks. And it's like everything this girl says is just crazier and crazier. And that that was the night that, that the, the term got started. So I said, on a scale of 1 to 10, how crazy do you think she is? And Maddie comes back, bat salts. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that, that is the best way to describe it. And she became Miss Bath Salts. <laughs> number one. She didn't get a number initially because she was Bath Salts prime. Oh, uh, shit. There have since... We're, we're well into double digits now. But <laughs> she's still the, the mother of all Bath Salts girls. Um, so, took her home. Different house again. So, I have no clue where this girl actually lived. Um, didn't... She called wanting to go out again I came up with excuses and shit um because I'm not good at saying no I really don't like you and you creep me out um <laughs> uh, but uh so she um two three months later something like that I'm at at P's, uh, shout out to a local dive bar and she comes in annihilated. I was actually doing a show with a uh, with Mike that night and I was helping put away the drums and shit and uh he uh he was sitting there at the bar and she comes up and sits right next to me and starts just talking my ear off. I'm like, "Oh fuck, here we go again." So she is annihilated drunk and tells me I have to help her get sobered up and safe because she has court in the morning to keep custody of her children <laughs> i'm like and you're out tonight getting shit-faced when your your custody of your kids is at stake maybe you're not the best choice for their parent you know there might be a reason your kids are gonna <laughs> take it away <laughs> yeah wow. there, could, there could be some justification here so I'm like, I'm not going to not gonna go there, not going to go there. Well, end of the night, I'm still helping clean up shit. She's the only person still at the bar that's not there in a work capacity.
1: Cause she's probably too drunk to find the door.
2: Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to take this bitch home. So I was like, whatever. Get in the car. Tell me where I need to take you. She couldn't remember. And then she couldn't go there. And then she had a friend's house she could stay at. But wait, his wife hates her. This was then, after
1: the bartender ponder off on you taking her home.
2: Yeah, that there's a there's a theme there, too. We'll, we'll dive down that rabbit, rabbit hole in a minute. But So I'm stuck with this girl. So I'm driving all over town. And again, Fairborn's not that big. We're driving around for an hour and 45 minutes, and she cannot decide where I can take her. So finally, I'm like, I'll just drop your ass off at the police station, and they can deal with you. No, 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 no. Let's go back to your house. I'll have a cigarette. We'll figure it out. Okay, whatever. Go back there. I'm like, I don't care. You can sleep on my couch. And we're sitting there and she looks around, gets this real creepy look on her face. Goes, you've got a lot of really nice stuff. It's a good thing you don't have to worry about me taking any of it. Well, I didn't 15 seconds ago. I do now. You're not staying here. So, okay, let me go out back because I have a smoking room off the back of the house. And let me have a cigarette and then I'll decide, I'll, I'll figure out, I'll tell you where to take me. Okay. I go out there, I'm sitting there, 45 minutes, she's going on and on telling me she can see people watching her from the, the bushes. I'm like, okay, maybe one of them can take you home. You know, they're just making sure I'm okay. Well, they'd be doing a hell of a lot better job if they took your ass home. We had a half privacy fence at the installed at the time too. Yeah. Oh, but geez. they were peeking through the boards. I was like, okay, you're fucking nuts. So, so, um, did you and Cody come in next? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So Derek and Cody came, Derek was still living with me at the time. They came home and I filled them in and I think, I think Derek had met her once before and knew what was going on. Yeah. You had both heard the stories and were finally meeting the girl. Oh
1: we were cracking jokes about it the entire time.
2: Yeah, asshole. <laughs> uh, but so we're we're sitting there 45 minutes go by, she still hasn't lit the damn cigarette. I'm like, "Just get in the car. I'm just I'm just going to drop you off downtown. You can figure out what the fuck you're doing." So, she goes, "No, no, wait." Pushes me backward, flips the chair over backward, puts my head through the fucking window. Um and that like Two seconds later is when Derek and Cody showed up.
1: We'd we walk in the door like right after that had happened.
2: Yeah. Jesus. And I'm like and I'm like, Am I bleeding? I don't think so. Well, we got another window to fix. So the 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 back room was the party room. Windows used to get busted all the time. I, I had a deal with a local shop and get them fixed for fourteen dollars the same day. But anyway, so we're we're talking about this. We come up with this mock story that the computers are down at the airport parking place, which they actually are a client. Their computers go down all the time because it was archaic, antique shit. But we had to go over there. There were people stuck. They couldn't get to the airport. They couldn't get out of the airport. The arms were coming down and smashing the hoods of cars. It was an emergency. We had to go. Okay, well, I'll go with you. No, 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 no. You can't do that because airport security, they'd, they'd shoot you. We have to take you home.
1: I'll just stay here. Me and Cody came over with this excuse to try and get him out of there so that yeah. she would hopefully leave. Oh
2: my so God. then she decides she's going to stay there by herself. Uh, no, not going to happen. Luckily, about five minutes later, the, the manager from the local Waffle House, she's a friend of ours, too. And, you know, that's one of those you can't make this shit up. She comes by the house. She comes by the house. And, you know, just want to hang out, have a drink, whatever. So we fill her in on what's going on.
3: So
1: me and Cody were already somewhat talking about it because we were at Waffle House eating while most of this was going on. And, and I, I was it.
2: supposed to meet them at Waffle House, but I wasn't going to bring her because I didn't want her getting any goofy ideas.
1: We did told her what was going on because we, we didn't know exactly how, like the extent of how crazy she was being. But it was kind of like, yeah, it's going to be funny. Come over, have a good laugh with us. And uh, that she she did come over right after when she got off the work.
2: Holy oh god! Shit. So we Lexi talked her into letting her take her home. Oh shit! I used the real name. God damn it! Anyway, uh, I already <laughs> did anyway. Um, yeah, but she's she's not one of the guilty parties. She saved us. So she talks <laughs> her into she's a she talks her into letting her take her home. She lived like two blocks from me.
1: Well, it wasn't her house. It was, so, it was someone that uh, she knew she had stayed with before.
2: Okay. Well, either way, it was somewhere not my house, and the girl was staying there. That's okay. the – we won. Um, <laughs> either
1: way, out of our – it's not our yeah. problem.
2: Our so we're sitting there, and we're, we're talking about what the fuck just happened, for real. And all of us still jaws on the floor. I'm, I'm like, Derek, go get the bourbon. We all need a shot after this. I look down, and there's her fucking cell phone sitting on the couch and I was like god damn it so I, I, I was like Lexi do you remember where she lives could you get back there and I'm like just don't even knock on the door I'm gonna put this in a plastic bag you can hang it on the doorknob she'll find it in the morning and I was like wait a minute I gotta do one, one last thing first I took her phone and deleted my number and all the text history out of it <laughs> <laughs> This is girl number one. Yeah, one of many. What of. <laughs> um, can mini. I can I add one more that actually came up in conversation earlier today?
4: Please go please. for it.
2: Please. Um, I think I'd I'd have to check my notes. I think this was Miss Bath Salts number seven. <laughs> um, yeah. This this There's girl stories of this this again same same bar. Um, I, I need to learn not to pick up girls and dive bars after last call. But anyway,
3: same bar too.
2: Yeah. So she wants me to go to her house and she's, she, I wouldn't say she was bad looking, but she wasn't attractive. If that's me not being a narcissistic asshole, you know, I was like, eh, I could hit it. What the hell? Um, and at that period in my life, that that left the door fairly wide open. Um, but so she talked me into going to her house to sit in her pool and listen to her collection she found out i used to sing in a german choir and she wanted me to sit and listen to her collection of vintage german vinyl
4: well hold on hold on oh, wow i i think There's she was a lot playing of the back there i think she was trying to trap you how many people how many people just have vinyl german choir music just later
2: oh you'll understand why in a moment <laughs> You'll understand why in a moment.
4: Oh, I don't know. So
2: she, she lived a couple blocks from the bar. Uh, so I'm like, okay, what the hell? I could use a stroll anyway. I love urban hiking. Let's do this. Um, get to her house. We go inside. And she starts talking. And I'm kind of half ignoring her, half not. And immediately, she strips down completely naked in her living room. I'm just sitting on the couch trying to maintain the conversation with this girl sitting there, you know, uh, ass to the wind in front of me. And she actually had a nice body, covered in Nazi tattoos. Oh. Oh. Covered oh. in Nazi tattoos. That's, she wanted me to see this. She was proud of them. Yeah, she was <laughs> extremely proud of this. Then she goes running to the, to the bedroom. On, hold on. Hold. I'm still Wait, sitting here was... like... I'm like, what the fuck?
4: This um, no.
2: Uh-uh.
4: I have questions.
2: Yeah. Where was
4: where was the <laughs> hit where was the Hitler tattoo? Uh, she did, did not she have, have a Hitler,
2: Hitler tattoo. She had like whatever. My brother <laughs> is Troy, Troy, Troy or whatever the fuck it is. She had Arbeid Mach Fry across her shoulders. She had the oh. big uh, Maltese wings on her back. She had a oh. thing on her chest with, with a swastika in the middle and the, the falcon holding it. I mean, oh, didn't she yeah, I was
1: behind her ear or something weird like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Most of them were covered up like all the, the risque ones were covered up when she was dressed. But as soon as she got naked, it's like, oh my God. Wow. Are, are you like a, a yeah. shrine to Hitler right now? Like, what yeah, is, you much. are a
4: World War II archive. I have seen. See, the, like, I, I was thinking that she had a, a tattoo of Hitler like right above her vagina and she kind of shaped her mustache like her vagina hair. That,
2: that was Miss bath, bath, bath Salts number drip. eleven.
4: <laughs> oh shit!
2: I I wish I was kidding. Oh my God. Um, that <laughs> one also. Um, we had known each other for a while. She kept saying that it was a mistake when she was dating a guy, and he talked her into it while she was drunk. Blah blah blah. I was like, okay, whatever. Was that her um, final solution? Yeah. <laughs> well, no. My final my final solution was um, I pulled out, um, sprayed right on the swastika, and said Mazel she goes what the fuck did you just say i said lahayam bitch and walked out (laughs) that's number number 11 we're we're not there yet we're still at seven and we're skipping around so yeah this this is back to the one with all all the tattoos not just the one she goes she goes back to the bedroom comes out three minutes later in a custom-made nazi officer's uniform that she had sewn herself and she's holding the vinyl and it's all these pre-war Hitler propaganda records.
4: Oh my but yes, god! yes, by Fiona.
2: Yeah. I, <laughs> 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 is dying right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she starts oh, wow. talking about how pure is my bloodline and all this. She knew my son had blonde hair and blue eyes. And I was like, <sighs> Bitch, I got brown eyes. she oh, didn't have what oh, the hell are you going for here? Oh, she... She was born in Germany. I'm not German.
4: <laughs> she she wanted you to be the fatherland.
2: Yeah. yeah. And that was not gonna happen anyway, but it damn sure wasn't happening now.
4: Uh, so she wanted
2: and, and she wants to bring in her next door neighbor. And I'm like, if she's this crazy, how crazy is this motherfucker? But then oh better God. judgment got the best of me, and I'm thinking, I don't have a car here for a quick getaway. So she goes next door to get the neighbor. I jet back to the bar on foot. <laughs> what, what's even better? This girl has a son. Mm-hmm. A
1: teenager at the time,
2: yeah. Oh, she
1: has and a son.
2: Yes, one mom. of Derek, yeah. He was he was in in either your class or your sister's. I can't remember. No, no, no. He, he was younger than that. Well, anyway, we're at a we're at a big thing at the the school one time, and I showed your mom this. Um, she comes in. And she is wearing the Nazi jack trooper officer's outfit without any of the insignia on it to the school function.
1: Oh, shit. no one knows what it is unless they know what a Nazi uniform looks like.
2: Yeah. And and your mom, this, she was like, I can't believe that the military would have anyone like her. <laughs>
1: so, slapping <laughs> my ass off. She also had like the full on, like halfway up the knee. Like giant, mother oh, yeah. black boots, the mm-hmm. full on like overcoat, jacket, everything.
4: Which wow. in normal in normal
1: context,
2: that shit can be real
1: sexy.
4: Oh yeah, yeah, yes. Like, but oh my god.
0: But that's oh oh my god.
4: But yeah, there are
2: many many more al- along that. That uh, I'm I'm glad you guys helped talk me into finishing the book. That's <laughs> <Bad> salts monologue. <laughs> no, I, I have no, I got to.
4: So um, is it safe? I have to
1: get this book. I have to this book has
0: to be a part
4: of my
2: collection.
0: That's all I gotta say. Oh man. The moment it is done, I have to have this book a
2: part of my collection. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Dude, Holy dude. shit. Well two. Two of them. she knows she knows I collect Volkswagens and at the time Porsche's as well. I was born in Germany. She found out I used to sing in a German choir. Apparently, she, oh and I I had a shaved head at the time. Apparently, she got the wrong idea.
3: Yeah, apparently.
2: <laughs> Isn't that like a code word in
0: German that they use or some shit? Like, <laughs> right, god damn.
4: She, she looked at Bob and she was like, I want to raise his Third Reich.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the
1: My
4: Third Reich was pointing straight at the ground.
1: <laughs> One of the weirdest things about this whole situation I, I don't know if it was before or after you had this run-in with her. She tried to take me home at one point, too. I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know you. Uh, hell no.
2: Like You have a rap sheet. No. <laughs> oh, remember um, the one that that stalked me all the way from Georgia that, that wanted to get with you and, and have a father-son three-way? Yeah, no. At, what? at my parents' house? What? She, sad thing is, she was hot, but she was fucking nuts. She showed up... She lived in, in Augusta. She she met us at my mom and dad's place when I was down there visiting. A couple and, hours uh, away. Huh?
1: This was a couple hours away.
2: Yeah, a couple uh. hours away. My parents live in Dublin, which is between Macon and Savannah, a little closer to Macon. And uh, she was in Augusta, which is up on the north uh, edge of Georgia with, with South Carolina. And uh, so she tracked me down over there and, and came over. Well, about two months later we were still talking she shows up at my fucking doorstep in ohio
4: oh fuck
2: oh shit! Um, she wanted to come live with me blah 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 and <laughs> it's like okay you just creeped me the fuck out she also has to i am driving her. you back to georgia right now you don't <laughs> spontaneously decide you're gonna drop everything End your life because she had a career, she was a realtor down there. I mean, doing good <laughs> kids in school in, in Augusta. She was dropping everything to run away and live with me. She also had two kids as well. Oh, yeah, wow.
4: Jesus. So, so I have a question about this one. Like, yeah, how did she approach you about the father son uh, Eiffel Tower? Was uh, it kind of well, was it was it that c-
2: Derek ever knew the extent of that? She grabbed him one time and started trying to stick her tongue down his throat.
4: I was uh, gonna say, I, I what. What Was it kind of subtle? Was she like, hey, Bob, you know what would be hot is if you and I got in the hot tub and then like you guys get in the hot tub and she's like, hey, Bob, you know what would be hotter is if you, me and Derek got in the hot tub.
2: I don't remember it being quite that subtle. You know, she wasn't <laughs> subtle at all. She wasn't. She, she would make wild animal noises while we were fucking. <laughs> that, there was no subtlety to this woman at all. And I'm like, bitch, my parents are two rooms away. <laughs> yeah, and your son's one room away. They know. They all know you're not a virgin. Like, <laughs> that's not the point.
1: It oh, yeah, was a little awkward. I, I
2: know, just,
0: I, I, I just got to ask here. I got to ask here because this is – oh, man.
4: Hold on. Use your, your words, Marcus. Use I words. am.
0: Come on. Out with it. I'm going to say wildest ride with either a redhead, blonde, or brunette. All three at the same time. <laughs> okay, we're talking to a legend right now because I, I haven't even reached that
4: status yet. Oh, all, all, all hell, Bob. <laughs> all right,
0: but, uh, uh, raise a glass. Got a few more
2: years on you guys. Hopefully, you know, in time. <laughs> I've been a whore for a long time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yep, there's a reason you and mom aren't together
2: anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she still thinks I cheated on her and I never did. Uh, well, we were technically still married after yeah, anyway, no. Anyways.
4: Anyways. No, I'm just saying,
0: like, oh man, like uh, I was I was having a conversation with a buddy of mine uh, back at home in Chicago and me and him, we sort of trade stories like a little bit, not too personal. We just tell each other about the one night stands or shit like that. And me and him, we actually broke it down. And I was like, bro, I was like, <clears throat> I can, I was like, here's the sad part. There's only been two women that I've been with that were wild in bed versus, you know, any other chick that I've been with that said that they were wild in bed. And and the messed up part was, they were both redheads. <laughs>
1: <laughs> redheads in general.
0: And I was like, dude, I was like, it 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 blew my mind with that revelation because I really didn't think about it. I was like, every other chick that I've been with, girlfriend or one night stand, they've all said the same thing. I said, oh, I'm wild in bed. I like doing this, da da da. And it'd be like fucking a dead fish. Versus, you know, I go to the bar or I know this person. And I'm doing shots and I run into a redhead and we hit it off and it's like I get like a very good bad scarring from that night.
1: <laughs> Anyone who openly claims they're crazy in bed, they typically aren't. It's yeah. the closet ones that they'll say, oh, I'm just normal. I don't do anything crazy. They're fucking crazy. Bro, yeah. totally blew my mind on that one. I mean, it was just, it was like innocent conversation,
0: nothing major, nothing serious. And then you know, when things got heavy, it was like, okay, you know, okay, I'm like, oh, wait, wait, what's going on? No, no, oh, <laughs> hey, hey! And, I don't know, maybe I got a thing for redheads, I don't know.
1: I do. I mean, <laughs> he doesn't. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So- Pearl Johansson is Black Widow? Oh, oh. oh, yeah. I did so- not like her
0: towards the end because she tried to go blonde. She fucked it all <laughs> I, I will
2: throw this out there back to the whole mild, not mild and wild thing. I used to think I was wild in bed. I've met some girls that make me realize just how vanilla I am. <laughs> right There's there. some shit I am not into. I've let girls set me on fire. I've been tied up and chained, been beaten. There's some girls that are into some freaky shit. Uh, and I'm like, no, I need I need more new safe words. This shit ain't enough.
1: Pineapples! <laughs> Pineapples!
4: I, I have broken handcuffs.
2: Well,
1: so, yeah. I mean, to get handcuffs on you, you're fucking huge. Me, me, and your yeah.
2: size—they're lucky to get them to click more than once, anyway. Yeah. He means,
0: um, he means like 18th century shackles and shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: no. no, for me,
0: uh-huh. no, for me, it was, it was. I, I, I actually had a older redhead, basically just destroy me. <laughs> I, I honestly, bro, she, and you know, what? I'm gonna call it like it is. She raped me in a very good way. Like the next day after the whiskey wore off and I was laying in bed after she was, after she kissed me on the cheek and said, all right, bye. And she drove off. I laid in bed and there was this subtle moment of, of failure because it was like every time I thought I was done and I was like, oh, I get the rest. She was like, oh, no, we're not done yet. And it's like, wait, what? And 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 it just kept going, and it do. I it, it, it scared me, but it, it was like exciting but scary at the same time. But it, it, Bob, I'm with you. It made me feel like a failure. So I felt vanilla is shit.
2: It made me wonder how much more I have yet to explore, and do I really want to explore it or not? This cave oh, looking kind of creepy. I I, I say right
4: I, I say explore it like i i've got to play with a little bit of wax like a little Mm, wax place fuck fuck
2: that shit unless it's the good extreme low melt point wax no i've been burned enough
4: (laughs) oh i i didn't say i got i i'm not the one that gets it i'm the one that gives it
2: (laughs) i will say i like fire play and i've only met two girls that could do it right and i don't like getting burned
4: um i i will say
2: (laughs) okay bob help me out here what is fire play here (laughs) <laughs> uh, they take, a, a very, um, high proof alcohol. They dab it on light it and then swat it out real quick. And it's like extreme trust. The light you on fire and then tamp it out, light you on fire, tamp it out. The other thing that I like, but I can't do it because it leaves huge bruises all over me and people think I've been, just been brutally beaten is fire cupping where they take these little glass bowls. And they do the same thing, but they put it out with the bowl, and then it creates a vacuum, and it gives you a, a negative pressure massage. It feels amazing, like no massage you've ever had, mm-hmm. but it leaves bruises all over you. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm all about the relaxation part of it, and there's something extremely relaxing about that. Hi.
4: So I, I'm, I'm going to share a, a story, and um, I tell this story a few times, and it, it's, about my, it's about my first time. And um, <laughs> so I was 18 years old, and I was dating this girl, and we kind of gotten to the point where we liked each other, and we were working on the school play, building the set, And then one day she was like, Hey, do you want to get out of here? And I was like, yeah, sure. Let's get out of here. And I'm like, okay, where do you want to go? And she goes, Hey, let's go find someplace secluded. Now at this time, I'm 18 years old. I've been playing football. I am six foot six, 300 pounds. I am in shape. And I was kind of slow to catch on to singles from girls. So we go, And we go and find a place to park out in the middle of a cornfield. And we're kind of making out and stuff. And she's like, I really want to have sex, but I'm near the end of my period.
2: Earn your red wings, my
4: friend. (laughs) So I was like, I don't care. Let's do this. Because this was my first time. So my first time was in the front seat of a 1989 Ford Tempo. (laughs)
1: how did you fit
4: (laughs) very carefully uh i am wearing a white shirt and she's like (laughs) (laughs) that that is key to the story
1: mistake number one
4: (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) so she's like hey don't worry about it i'm near the end so it's not going to be that bad i'm like that's fine that's cool let's do this so we do this, we get done and she's like, Oh shit. I got to get home. I'm like, Oh shit. So we, she gets, she pulls on her pants. We rush home. I drop her off. I completely forgot. Two of my friends were showing up at my house to hang out and play video games. I'm an hour and a half late. And I'm like, Oh shit. They're here. I get out of my car and I look down the whole front of my shirt is red it looks like I got stabbed in the stomach (laughs) I mean it's just it's just blood everywhere and I'm like oh shit so I grab my book bag and I'm holding it in front of me (laughs) I go walking into the house my friends look up at me and they're like, dude, where were you? And I was like, ah, I was late. And my parents are like, dude, where were you? And I'm like, ah, I was late. So I go running back to my room. I change my shirt and I'm looking at this white shirt that now, like pretty much the whole front of it is just blood. It's just blood and red. I'm like, well, I can't wear that again. So I I crumple it up and I throw it under my bed. Seven. Seven months later, my mom's cleaning my room. She
3: finds
4: finds the shirt. She pulls the shirt out and she goes, Jason, what happened to this shirt? And by this point in time, it's brown. And I just look at her and I just go, "Ah, I spilled a Frosty on that shirt.
2: (laughs) Next time you see the girl, you say, hey, Frosty.
4: (laughs) (laughs) uh unfortunately i can't do that um she's no longer on this plane
2: uh, i got a few like that yeah
4: couple to, of bath salt stories like the, that. the lady <laughs> yeah a couple of
2: miss bath salt contestants uh they carried the tiara to the grave <laughs> oh man i got one kind of along those lines um valentine's day i don't remember how many years ago um just a couple years after the divorce. So I was in prime wild child status. Um, I decided to take this lovely young lady for an adventure. And have you guys seen, there was a movie series called underworld rise of the lichens or whatever. Yeah. There's a scene where the two are going at it on the side of a cliff leaning over the edge and all that shit. And Derek, sorry, avert your ears. Um, We're, we're going at it on the side of we, first of all, is there anybody in this group who has not broken into Glen Helen in the middle of the night to go hiking and fucking at night?
0: I, you know what? I see that as a life goal right now.
2: Okay. You need to, it's fun. Take her over by the, not this time of year though. And I'll explain why in a moment, but take her over by the waterfalls and you'll have a blast. Um, so we're on a, the side of a cliff overlooking the waterfalls. It's Valentine's day. We're both dressed to the nines, and we start going at it in a snowbank hanging over the side of the cliff. Well, the snow was a little slipperier than I thought, and um, the, uh, the more we went at it, the more slippery it got. And next thing I know, I'm tumbling over her and sliding down the side of the cliff toward the waterfalls, which are frozen. And I got beaten, bloodied, muddy. Everything. All my nice clothes are fucked up, shredded. I look like something out of a fucking horror movie. Well, we hike back to the car because at that point it's we're both laughing too hard to. And I'm I'm licking my wounds, and it's like yeah we're, we'll finish this later. Let's go have a drink. We go to the bar. She's muddy and soaked. I'm shredded. Everybody looks at us like, "What the fuck happened to you two?
0: First rules: we don't talk about it. <laughs> don't ask questions; you don't want the answer to.
2: We were attacked by werewolves. Leave it at that.
0: I, I will say, I will say. For me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end this with proudest achievements. And for me my proudest achievement was actually getting somebody who was very religious to
2: basically sleep with me. I'm talking about a like, full on Bible thumper. My oh, teenage man. years were church girls gone wild. Pre- oh, Preachers I- daughters are the best. <clears throat> man, I should have aimed high
0: then. Fuck. Yeah. What about you, Derek? Proudest moment.
1: I think that I have to say one of my proud, well, it's, not necessarily my proudest moments, but it's a, it's a funny moment. Uh, the strip club we referenced earlier that we went and saw pint-sized pepper in. <laughs> me and Cody, we used to go in there all the time, like every other weekend, just go in there, hang out, not even get lapped dancers like that, just hang out. And um, there was a few times I went in there and I, w- I was friends with some of the girls at the time. And I would have some of the girls come out to the stage and just throw money in front of me and say, he threw it and walk away there was even sometimes i got free lap dances because some of the girls were so creeped out by other people that were in there that they wanted an excuse just to go to the back room to get away from everyone
2: oh jesus i I had the same thing same club they 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 knew (laughs) that neither one of us are a threat we're big teddy bears but the guys (laughs) would see us with the girls hanging all over us and be like intimidated and go the fuck away um, by the way, speaking of which, two of the girls—I'm not going to name names—two of the girls that you and I used to hang out with outside the club quite frequently,
3: mm-hmm.
2: the tall, skinny, kind of reddish blonde-haired one, yeah, just had a kid. Really? She's doing very well. She lives over a few blocks away from me. We still talk every now and then.
1: I haven't um, talked to her in quite a while now.
2: Yeah, I, I actually haven't talked to her in a couple months, but yeah, she—look her up, man. She's she's doing damn good. Just don't don't creep out your wife. Or whatever she is. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> might, as,
4: might as well be a wife. <laughs>
2: we we were we were real good friends with some of the girls that worked there, uh, because a lot of guys go into those clubs and they're just total dicks. And we were friends with the owners. We were in there all the time. Became friends with a lot of the girls. We'd go canoeing and shit with them outside of the club. Um, I made I a girl
1: fall off a pole one time because I stacked dollar bills up like a card house. And she laughed so hard she fell off the pole.
2: We had the, <laughs> we had the Christmas party there. Um, this, this was years before you started, years before you were even able to go in there. Um, I'm the reason the pole was bent. Because <laughs> one of the girls bet me that I couldn't Superman on a stripper pole, where you, you hold on with your hands and swing your feet all the way around. Well, I could, but the stripper pole is not designed for a guy of my size. and it bent the fucking pole and what i heard that pole is actually it's because they they got a new one that one wound up at a club in troy which i've never been there but i guess you know my my legacy lives on (laughs) yeah we were we were at the christmas party after they shut the club down we used to hang out after hours just you know hang out relax talk um and a couple of the girls had got me christmas presents and and I'm sitting there like, oh, I feel really creepy now. And But we were hanging out and drinking and acting stupid. And next thing I know, I'm on the damn pole giving the girls a dance.
1: <laughs> We've had some interesting times at the uh, strip clubs. <laughs> <laughs> Which I also missed big, out on them. Damn. Clubs.
2: <clears throat> <laughs> when you're friends with the owner, you get to see a lot of the behind-the-scenes shit. And it's like, it's a job, you know?
1: And you get into VIP for free.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you get into VIP because the girls are trying to get away from somebody that won't leave them alone. All right. They're usually the best ones. Uh All right, Jason, what's your proudest moment?
4: Oh shit. Um... (laughs) I'm just going to go with being able to finish after being busted by my dad.
1: Holy shit. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) You know what? I, let that one ride. Yeah.
4: <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure he was proud of you. Uh, I, I think so too. I, I think at that moment he realized that I probably wasn't gay. Um, spent a lot of time <laughs> in high school playing, <laughs> spent a lot of time in high school playing football D&D. and D and D and the girl I was uh, dating the, the girl from the front seat of the Ford tempo, we were cleaning out the back of the Ford tempo and she was like, Hey, you want a fool round? I was like, yeah. Uh, like the way that our garage is set up in the house, if both garage doors are open and you walk halfway out, you can see right up into the garage and see everything. So I had her on the, uh, the trunk of the car with her legs up over my shoulders. And I kind of look to my left and there's my dad just staring at me. And um, he's just like, you know, you, you got to have her home in 20 minutes. And he just turns around, and walks back into the house and, <laughs> I I I look at her, and she looks at me, and she's like, "What do we do now?" I don't know. You want to finish? <laughs> yeah, we're already here. <laughs> Job needs so to be close clear. to the finish line. <laughs> yeah, so. you know that's
0: that's actually pretty fucked up because the uh, first time I got a phone call from uh, from a young lady, uh, my dad answered. And he was all polite. Like, my dad, he was, he was, he was the yelly type, okay? And he answered the phone. He was all polite. And he's, Marcus, the phone is for you. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? I answered the phone, and of course, there's a friend of mine. And we were on the phone no more than, like, 20 minutes. And he's following me as I'm on the phone. This is, like, you know, the time when cordless phones were, like, the big thing. And I hang up, put the phone on the charger, and I turn around. And he looked at me, and we're staring at each other, eye to eye here. He's like, well, shit, this whole time I thought you were gay. I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I think like that's the vote of confidence I get. Like, can I just enjoy video games, D&D, you know, a uh, little bit of skating here and there? Like, fuck. Like, it was, it was awkward. It was like one of those awkward moments. And then he went and told my mom, who would verify this story, because she was laughing at that statement. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm fucking done.
4: the boy's not gay we got a good one (laughs) we got a chance at
2: grandchildren
0: (laughs) oh they're way off from that one for me i'm the last of the mohicans right here Woo!
2: Mm. let's
0: keep it going and i I, I, bob i gotta ask i gotta ask you're i'm pretty sure you have like a million and one stories
2: oh god just write yeah. it down to one here for me Dude, we could make we could make a series out of this i'm and <laughs> instead of instead of a proudest moment i'll give you most shocking sexual experience so i i call up this girl and um i really wasn't expecting anything i made a comment i need an emergency friend with benefits like right now do you know anybody I'm I'm thinking this girl was um oh god how do I say this without being a total creeper she was one of the coaches of a dance squad of like college cheerleaders and I knew she knew some some thirsty bitches oh, um sure. well next thing she knows or next thing I know she's calling me telling me to come pick her up and I was like okay Girl's got a real nice rack. What the fuck? Let's do this. So I go out to, um, and Derek, you know where this is at. It's a flying club. They got a, a canvas runway out north of Fairborne, heading out toward Yellow Springs. And I took a blanket and a bottle of wine. We're out in the middle of the flight line, staring up at the stars, getting it on, having a blast. And I see a pair of eyes staring at us from the, the tree line. And then I hear a a grumble, like a, a low pitch growl. And then I realize it's not just one set of eyes and it's full moon, beautiful night would have been the most romantic shit in the world. Um, but we're there and I see the entire tree line is a line of eyes. And that part, and we saw him at the house every now and then. We'd hear him taking a a deer down and shit. It's got packs of coyotes. And here we are, naked, getting at it in the middle of the flight line, and all these fucking coyotes start to surround us. (laughs) And we did not finish on the flight line. That went from extremely romantic to let's get the fuck out of here really, really quick. And oh, uh, shit. yeah, I never did finish that night. We were too creeped out, <laughs> well, but we, we both a... still laugh about it.
0: I think that's a okay. pretty good spot to wrap it up.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, I
0: was getting ready to say, with that being said, I would like to leave that uh, question to our audience and uh go to our group page and basically tell us what was your proudest shocking moment?
4: Or if you've got any
0: personal <laughs> stories to share with the group on Valentine's Day, which will be tomorrow. And with that being said, I'm just going to basically toss it out there. You guys got any shout outs? Derek,
1: any shout outs this week? Uh, none this week. I uh, just want to th- say thank you, Dad, for having have, for joining us on the show. Definitely uh, a fun little time here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jason?
4: Uh, yeah, just uh, my normal ones. Go check out uh, psycho, uh, Podcast for Psychopaths, uh, Crip in the Cradle, uh, check out Mississippi Bones on Spotify, Bandcamp, uh, Future Crime. Um, on a band camp and epitome of stupidity on everywhere you can find podcasts. Also, if you enjoy this show, if you enjoy listening to us, um, even if you, maybe you don't enjoy listening to us and you have someone that you don't like, uh, share the show with them. Uh, get it, uh, get it out there.
1: Make them listen to us just bullshit around for a while.
4: Yeah. Um, we're trying to we 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 all love doing this show. We all love doing this show for you guys. Uh, we like making you laugh, think, whatever it is that we bring to the table. Uh, Talk
1: about sentient dicks.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely dicks <laughs> that <laughs> think <laughs> on their own. Yeah, so really, please, we, we are asking you just help us spread like syphilis. Um.
1: <laughs> First of <the> Valentine's Day. <laughs>
4: But yeah, it's Valentine's Day, syphilis. It's the lover's disease. I'm um, <laughs> Here's please. My proudest
2: moment. I'm 48 <laughs> and I've never even caught crabs. I'm going to knock on some of <laughs> <quick. laughs>
4: Uh but, but please, like, share us. Get us out there. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your grandma. Tell your mom. Tell your enemies. Uh, tell your enemies. Yes. Everybody, just get us out there. Uh, we want to take over the world.
0: Okay. Uh, Bob, you got any, got any shout outs?
2: Um, just like to give a shout out to uh, all my bartender friends who are finally getting back to semi-normal. Oh, we can yeah. get around the mask thing, but when we had to shut the bars down at 10, that was killing a lot of good friends of mine and we're back to two thirty now. So they're starting to get a normal paycheck again. Thank God. Um, I got, A couple shout outs. Uh, Crazy Dave, you're doing awesome. Keep getting your life back together, buddy. And uh, Drunk Rob, uh, prayers to you, buddy.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, I got a few. Uh, Basically, my cousin uh, from my mother's side of the family, Shatara, she has her own clothing line. Uh, If you want to know more about it, just go on my page, Facebook, Marcus Flowers. Um, Actually, Derek, you should know this guy. I want to have him on the show one day, and that is um, a DJ. Definitely. Yes. Uh, Shout-outs to DJ. He has his own detailing company, uh, Ghost Detailing. You can find him on Instagram at ghostdetailing. Basically, he's doing his thing. I couldn't be more proud of him. He, he's, a very, he's a very good stand-up guy, and I'm pretty sure he has some amazing stories. And last but not least, my last shout out is a good friend of mine. She is on Twitch. Her name is Jessica. Her handles on Twitch are Momo underscore love underscore angel. She plays all sorts of games and she's real fun to basically uh, watch to play. So get uh just check these people out. You know, these are good recommendations. And once again, please like subscribe share help our channel out help out our podcast let us grow so we can start doing more outlandish things and including you guys in it especially bringing up awesome stories i would love to basically continue this so just help us out once again share with family share with friends hell share with your enemies that way y'all got something to bond over while y'all kill each other all right (laughs) and with that being said i want to say thank you for joining us and you guys have a good night all right Peace. Good
3: night.